Hello, it's time to record the Gundam podcast. Welcome, everyone, to The Great Gundam Project. It is the 15th episode of The Great Gundam Project. I am Jackson. I am joined by Anne. Hello! Hello. We're here to watch Gundam. But first, as always, we've not watched any anime. So, there you go. Is there housekeeping? Do we have housekeeping? Uh, no, but I need to pull up my ex- episode summaries. So, if you want to vamp a little bit, I'm gonna vamp a little bit and tell you all about the new Discord channel. Okay, it's done. So, oh yeah, I guess you could do that. Sure. Uh, we have one now. We've had some requests like, "Oh, you got a Discord?" And we don't because Discord's like a bad in terms of its actual uh, hashtag gamer service. But it's cool if you want to hang out with people and talk to them. Bad if you want to use it on mobile because they still haven't like you know added text size options or yep. taken away those loading lines or i mean look i i am over 30 that means i am no longer a gamer officially i've fallen out of the demo so i guess it makes sense that it's not built for my half eyes. of those loading lines could not be understood by people under 30 oh that's so depressing you know all this all the gamer kids are making leroy Je- jenkins references maybe they are i don't know no they're not that could have been someone's first meme jackson it was and they're i guess my age Yes, exactly. Well under 30. Well under 30, yes. But, I don't know. You know that there are the gamer kids now being like, oh man, Sans Undertale, that's old memes. Jackson, tell me about the anime you watched this week. I didn't watch... The Orville, what? No. (laughs) You watched uh, that famous American-produced anime, Better Call Saul. (laughs) I did watch Better Call Saul. I finished Better Call Saul. That's a bad show. Sorry. It's, like, actually gotten bad to you now? Is that the thing? Yeah, it's, it's a really well made well, Look, the first season is incredibly good, and it's just goofy lawyer hijinks with, like, this good emotional arc and lead character you care about and some vague tragedy of you know where this goes. Now it's just Breaking Bad Zero, and everything is like, oh, the bad thing's gonna happen. They basically, like, here's how you make an episode of one of those shows, is you essentially start with a scene that is a big, like single frame written on a white background saying this character is going to have a car crash then you spend the entire episode with them saying god it would suck if i had a car crash and at the end they have a car crash and you're like god damn it they the bad thing happened which i guess is what gundam does (laughs) so (laughs) maybe i'm just full of shit because every time gundam does that they get me but whatever (sighs) okay It's, it's bad i don't know it's fine don't watch the big prestige television shows. They're not, they're usually not very good. You watch them and you're like, this isn't that great. It's lots of fuss over nothing. Mm-hmm. This is my 
take? Game of Thrones is bad. What more do you want? Okay. I don't know. I, I watched the first season. I thought it was boring, so I stopped. <laughs> no one has yet won the Game of Thrones, as I, I believe. I'm pretty sure Jon Snow's going to win and the Dragon Lady. Uh, yeah, Jon Snow and the Dragon Lady is a much better name for a show yeah. than Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, yep. but yeah, that's it. You, Khaleesi's you Cooking Corner. Ah, <laughs> uh, that dragon came from the moon. Yeah, I did not watch any anime, sorry. Okay, well, we're going to talk about Gundam. The vamping is finished, the filling time with bullshit is done. Enjoy the Discord, it's time to talk about Gundam. The first episode this week is episode 30, which, for me, is called A Wish of War Orphans. Now, what is what? it for you? That's <laughs> terrible. Look, you told me that this episode has a completely untranslatable pun. So if you No, could... it's not untranslatable. I just it, like I looked at it, I was like, this is clearly not the English title. Okay. Episode 30 is called A Tiny Line of Defense. Aww. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> Xeon continues its strikes against Jabro's defenses. The white base is given the designation of the 13th Autonomous Corps of the Tianum Fleet, and everyone gets promotions. Bright is Lieutenant Junior Grade, Mirai is an Ensign, Sela is a Petty Officer First Class, and Amuro can't even get out a full mope about everyone being a soldier before he's promoted to Chief Petty Officer, <laughs> with Kai and Hayato made Petty Officer Second Class behind him. Fraubo is made a seaman, but is mostly busy wrangling the orphans. Everyone who is killed gets a special two-ranked promotion, which mostly causes Amuro to remember the many times people died by crashing their ships into things for him. It's a sad, conflicted time all around. The orphans try to integrate into the childcare station, but they're just not cut out for life not on the giant death ship. They run away into the caverns of Jabra, only to run into Char's forces, who are camped out waiting for the Red Comet to open an opportunity for attack. Char himself is in Jabra based on foot, planting bombs with most of his men. The orphans manage to barge into them while they're still doing that and end up tied up in the GM hangar along with all the bombs. Being cartoon characters, they easily escape their bonds and manage to gather all the bombs in a transport cart. They burst out of a hangar, almost running down Amro and company, who they explain the situation to. Amro hops onto their cart and offloads the orphans into the car Hayato's driving as... Amro drives the car over the cliff before leaving the bombs detonates harmlessly in midair. Uh, realizing Char will head for the white base next, Amro heads back, even as Char mistakenly orders his attack, assuming the detonation did the trick. On the way back, Amro sees Char, and Char sees Sela looking for the kids, and brother and sister have another confrontation in the caverns of Jaburo. She lets him get away, even though Mirai suspects something might be wrong when it comes to Sela and Char. Either way, Char's forces retreat as the Gundam pursues, destroying several of the Akai mobile suits, and manage he manages to damage Char's Zagok before the water provides the Red Comet an easy escape. Fraubo, Kai, and Amro all vouch for the orphans to remain on the white base as members of the crew, and the childcare officer agrees, doing nothing that is described in her job at all, reuniting this wayward family once more. Unfortunately, Bright is receiving new orders. Because the white base is a huge mythic target for Xeon, they're to be sent out into space as decoy for Xeon attacks, drawing fire away from the rest of the Federation. The end. We promoted all these children and let them stay on a warship, and then we're like, hey, go die for us while we do our war. Yep. They're just sending their list like, the thing that has been happening this whole show, what if you did that on purpose now? <laughs> yeah, no. We need you to, like, go the other way and please draw their fire because they got a real hard on to kill you. We don't know why, other than the fact that you have the Gundam, I guess. Yep. And Bright's like, I guess these are our orders now. Well, this sucks to be us. Yep. Uh, Amro getting cut off by being promoted is maybe the funniest thing in the world to me. <laughs> he is very funny. The whole oh, scene, I like, guess we're all turning up. into soldiers now. Amro, you're promoted. Oh, sorry. Thank you very much. 
yeah he's like oh this happened without me even noticing now we're all soldiers and i'm like you've been you've been not only a soldier for a while but you've had like several different soldier phases of reluctant new soldier uh and then like so mad about the fact that someone else might be a soldier instead of you that you stole the ship (laughs) that did happen yes uh i like his like complete hatred for war and the military and everything but also the second he's in the gundam he's like i am the war death machine i am the gundam boy i must kill all (laughs) he doesn't like see a conflict there uh he's young and dumb yeah he is that he kills all the the act guys oh go ahead yep uh yeah no because Chark shows up with a bunch of dudes who are clearly there to be destroyed and they are destroyed summarily (laughs) Uh, he gives them all advice, like, you've got to move, otherwise he's going to catch up with you. And they move, and he still catches up with them. <laughs> uh, the Gundam is really powerful. Only Char can withstand the Gundam. And even he's not doing a great job of it. He loses an arm. He immediately loses an arm, and then, like, immediately runs away. Because he know- he's like, oh, the Gundam's p- more powerful than me, but also I have lost, like, my advantage against this boy. He's learned to fight. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which has the side effect of the second, no matter what battle is going on, the second Amuro sees Shah, he's like, Shah! <laughs> and charges off in that direction. Yeah, no, it, it's a bad idea. Like, it's these two are fated to just ruin each other's lives, apparently. I, I wonder how this will go for both of them in the future. <laughs> yeah, I assume they will continue to bounce off each other in the worst possible way. Yeah, this is my assumption too. But no, this is the episode about the orphans, because the orphans are the best characters in the show, really. This is my favorite episode of Gundam. No shock to anyone. Turns out the slice of life show where the kids hang out is the best. Oh, you mean the one where the kids, like, hop over the top of Xeon mobile suits and think they're rocks and then run afoul of Char and his men and they get tied up, like, on railroad tracks, basically, as a bomb is ticking? Yeah, no, it's great. There's stuff in uh, some other shows that I've seen that's like, oh, this is exactly this. Great. This is good. Uh, I like it when the tiny children get involved with, like, the big fights, but in a way where they just get to be cute and uh, foil all the adults' plans. Well, also, like, we we had an episode, like, whatever, like, 20 ago, I guess, where it was very tense armor removing bombs from the Gundam, and it was, like, five minutes of just the most intense thing, and the kids just do it in, like, a very cute montage of them, like, grabbing bombs and, like, stumbling them all into the cart now. This well, they is know at. that you know that they know that they can't kill the kids now. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I agree, but also it's very funny. It's still a little tense, like, when they're r- driving away and they're bringing the kids off the car to the other car and you're like oh i hope one of them doesn't drop like, like it's, it's well a i also i also scene. like that they're they're driving along and they put the like amro and company pull up alongside them and are basically like hey what are you doing and like there's bombs we've got bombs in the back and then they like have to check and confirm that there are bombs in the back <laughs> yeah kind of over. It's like no those those sure look like bombs to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> There's something very silly about uh, this, like, the way in which they interact. Like, they don't disbelieve them, but also they're, like, six. So they're very careful about making sure they ask, like, double-check what they're doing. But also, they themselves are, like, 14. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. The the usual, like, uh, hierarchy of age has fallen down completely because everyone is dead in the Gundam universe. Life expectancy is shot. I do appreciate that this episode also has the, like, first, like, not just Char is, like, one-upped by better technology, but Char just gets a thing wrong, because that really hasn't happened before now. He's the the master of knowing exactly what is happening all the time. Tactics. Yeah, but he hears those bombs go off, and he's like, oh, finally, our plan is ready. Yep. 
I mean, it's not as if it's not as if is anyone. I don't know. I mean, he blocked those kids in the room with the bombs. They know where the bombs are. It's true. I guess. I guess the men. Did those men get back to Shah? Uh, which when men? The men who know the kids are there. Did they go back to Shah and then do the attack? Are they the same men? I don't remember because they. Um, I think they are, but I don't think they communicated about. Hey, some kids crawled over us. Okay, so they didn't let Shah know about the kids. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a great moment where they walk over the top of one of the the uh, mobile seats, and like the the red eye goes on. Yes, <laughs> but really the other good. two kids don't believe him, and they turns around yep. again, and it happens again. It's it's good. There's good comedy. Yeah, no. We love our off model uh, kids. The kids are so good. They're just ridiculous, rubbery cartoons. What I don't enjoy is that Sailor turns into a mess anytime Shar shows up. Shar. Oh, he, he gets a name. He gets an actual yes, name. Yes, I don't remember what it is because oh, I don't shit. actually care. I, I was like, I should Char. make a note of that name that I didn't. You can't look it up. I'll look it up because you don't want to look it up. I right? absolutely cannot look it up. Yeah. All right. I'm you probably re- shouldn't either, honestly. I'll look it up. That's fine. All right. Well, you can look it up. But yes, it was. Um, Casval. Casval. That was it. Yes. <laughs> Casval Nartesia. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, I can't believe you actually joined Zeon. I'd never thought. Dot dot dot, <gasps> and that's what happens anytime those two are in a scene together. Is just <gasps> everything freezes and the tragedy of war is left unsaid. And blah 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 blah. Shah's an evil fancy boy now. I feel like it it makes both of them less interesting characters that they it, both do this. Yeah, because they just become that anime stereotype. Yeah, like Shah is cool and scheming, and which is its own dumb anime stereotype. But he's cool about it. Uh, the second Look, both of them fall into pieces because of like star-crossed war families forced to be on other sides due to like revenge plots or whatever. Because what do we know so far? Like Artesia is the princess of something that was related to Zeon. Or the, the, hmm, the Zeon family, because Rama Rao served with her father, but then the Zabi yeah. family came in afterwards and have, like, st- fucked up the whole... Yes, I, like, the implication to me is that they are, like, the... They should be the ones who would be running Zeon, but they got usurped at some point. Yes, and the thing that I don't understand, or I, the show has not made clear yet, but, like, say Shah wins his quest and takes down the Zabi family and becomes the rightful ruler of Zeon or whatever... Does he keep fighting the Federation? Does he actually hate the Federation? I don't know. I don't know yeah, anything. I don't know, I don't about know the answer it. to that either. No, actually, I, I legitimately don't know. Because <laughs> uh, there's a moment in this episode where, like, um, the childcare officer talks to the kids and is like, "These are these are going to be the future of the Federation." And Arrow's like, "Maybe in thirty years there won't be a Federation and Zeon fighting. Maybe there won't be a war. Have you even thought about that?" And everyone just looks at him, and the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme plays. <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, we totally get what if I told you the war will be over tomorrow next episode, so. We, okay, look, there is a bar for what if I told you the war will be over tomorrow. That does not hit it. No, they literally say if we can accomplish this goal, it will bring them to the table. They will negotiate a peace treaty. We are only like 12 episodes away from the end of the show. Well, yes, they have put the end game of the show on the table by next episode, but yep. that is not what if I told you the war would be over tomorrow. That. Come on. Isn't that worth fighting for? <laughs> Isn't, that, Isn't worth- that worth dying for? What if the prophecy is true? What if tomorrow the war could be over? Isn't that worth fighting for? Isn't that worth dying for? Episode 31 is called 
a decoy in space. You mean Zanzibar, comma, in pursuit, exclamation point. Zanzibar in pursuit. Yep. Oh, that's pretty good. Big yeah. fan of the word Zanzibar. Yeah, no, as Metal Gear trash. Of course we are. Of course we are, yes. <laughs> it's not just me. That is a thing you are also a fan of. <laughs> yeah, no, Sands of Our Land is the best. That's how you know it's real the real good stuff in Metal Gear, because not just it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let us know. The the White Base is ordered to launch in advance of the Earth fleet to provide a decoy. The Earth Federation is headed to Luna 2, but the White Base is being ordered to go the long way around to the Xeon Sports Space Fortress, Solomon. The Admiral bids special farewell to Mirai and mentions that she has a fiancé. Bright and her have a tense conversation about it on the ride back, and she mentions it's just a thing between her parents and this fiancé's parents, and he ran away to side six to avoid the war. Don't worry about it. Meanwhile, the White Base gets a new officer, Slugger Law, who immediately begins hitting on Mirai and being the most obnoxious dude in all of Gundam to date. One of the orphan boys, being an idiot child, even compares him to Ryu because they're both abnormally tall. Slugger Law is not Ryu. Fuck Slugger Law. Upon the White Base's departure, Char immediately heads for space, taking the bait as he cares more about the Gundam than the war. He's introduced to the Big Row, a big mobile armor that is clearly going to be very scary until it's immediately killed. <laughs> and the Doms have been upgraded to Rick Doms, making them sound much goofier, but allowing them to maneuver in space. The guy literally says all this shit makes Zaku's obsolete, but we haven't seen a Zaku in like 10 episodes, so we know. We know. The Big Row and the G-Armor and fighters clash in space, but Sayla's concern for her brother prevents her from attacking the Big Row, and she gets tossed around easily. Char decides Sayla can't be on the ship now because she's too smart to be a soldier, and the White Base must be staffed by real officers given how good it is at fighting, and he attacks from his Zanzibar ship. On the White Base, Law tries to strong on Bright into turning the ship into fire, even though it'll disadvantage them, but Bright tells him who's boss before turning the ship on his own accord. As Amuro docks at the free-falling G-Armor to convert to the Gundam, the White Base and Zanzibar play chicken with their gun range. Char blinks last, waiting until they're even closer in range to open fire, and then rushing the ship to make them more accurate, hoping the White Base will blink. The two ships cross at broadsides, each scoring hits on the other. Meanwhile, Amuro grabs onto the big row to get a clean shot at it, briefly passing out from the G-forces of being rapidly accelerated. He's able to shake it off, though, and he destroys the big row and shakes free of the claws as Char, as Char retreats. Amuro questions Sayla for hesitation, and why she questions who is in each individual mobile suit that they fight, and the white Base crew grow inexorably closer to figuring out Sayla's secret as they drift through space. The end. If Sailor wanted to keep her relationship to Shah secret, she should probably stop going Shah and looking off in silence literally every 35 <laughs> seconds. It's really, really obvious. That's <laughs> pretty dumb. Yeah, no. Sailor Sailor's really bad in this episode. Yeah, as we talked about uh the the way in which this whole star cross connection uh between this family it like makes both of their characters suffer, it is the most on um uh, at least on Sailor this episode. Shah, Shah gets a little bit stupid because of it, but not to the extent that Sailor does. No, Shah immediately is like, oh, she can't be on that ship. She's better than being a soldier. No, come on. She's been wearing a Federation uniform. You point out that she wears a Federation uniform. Come on. Put two and two together. Yep. It's... Come on. Come on. Come nope. on. He does totally try to, like, ramming speed the white base, though, which is pretty good. He does prepare for ramming speed. And he is waylaid by the skills of Slegger Law, who fucking sucks. I hate Slegger Law. Don't even yeah. try to replace Ryu. Yeah, no, this big, like, I assume he's meant to be, like, an American, right? Because he's blonde and muscular and heroic and bullshit. Uh, anime Americans are dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, 
and he like bumps into Mirai in like a very suggestive way and it's gross and obnoxious and oh, everything about him sucks. Why, like, at least Lieutenant Woody as our last fucking ridiculous anime American was good. Lieutenant Woody was a bright, upstanding young man who was trying to get married until the war happened. So. <laughs> yeah, in his amazing wedding flash forward imaginary yes. scene. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Bright is having the worst day about his, like, on the down low relationship with Mirai, where he finds out not only is she engaged, but now this other fucking guy who outranks him and is clearly bulkier and cooler than him in a way Bright would understand, uh, trying to get at Mirai. And even though Mirai is clearly disgusted by this gross boy, Bright's going to have consternation about it. Yeah, Mirai doesn't, like, give a... F- like, Bright and Mirai are the most power couple to ever exist on a show. Like, yep. there is no... Que- there's no tension there. They just are together. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> it's just a fact. But obviously, yep. Bright's like, oh, you're getting, you're the you've got a the uh, fiance. I can't say words. What yeah, the apparently fuck is not. wrong with me? I don't know what is wrong with you, Jackson. We've been wondering know. for years. I, you can shut up. You can be nice. <laughs> you're meant to be my friend. <laughs> anyway, um, Bright is just like, oh, what's up with this? And she's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then Slugger Law comes up and it's like, trying to touch her weirdly and like bumping into her like, oh, I didn't do that on purpose. And she just like pushes him off. And then Bright just keeps going, uh, I am the commanding officer on this bridge and being hilarious because no one cares. Bright, everyone already defers to you. You don't need to make a show of it. You're being ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's very dumb. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, as they're fighting, Slugalore's just kind of walking about the ship, like, oh, do you need me? Am I needed? Oh, I'm Slugalore. Uh, one of the things that happens is that everyone, as they, like, leave the bridge, floats away from the bridge because we're back in space, finally. We talked about it, and it happened in, like, literally a minute. Like, we weren't blink it and you miss it. You're back in space. They go from being on Earth to being, like, descending to Earth takes about two episodes. <laughs> yep. They, like, fight in the atmosphere, and then they make it into Earth, and then they're finally there, and, like, now they are in space. Just back in space. Yep. Heading towards uh, the Solomon base. Yep. Uh, Shard does immediately work out that they've been tricked, but then it's like, I, we can't turn around. We guess we just have to finish this fight. Well, yeah, because Shard cares way more about getting the Gundam than he cares about Zeon's plans. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, whatever. I need to kill this Gundam. Betray, betraying the zombies and getting the Gundam. Those are the two things he actually cares about in life. Yeah, at some point he will have to choose between those two things, I assume, and it will be a tough day for our boy. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's so good. yeah, they introduce they introduce <laughs> the big row of the big giant robot that exists only to be owned. They do this a lot. <laughs> the big row! It's yep. called the big row. Yeah, he's big. Row. Yeah, he's a big, he's a bro, he's a big row. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, that one gets one of the biggest introductions. Every single new mobile suit has had like an introduction, but because there's one every episode, they dedicate about 10 seconds to it. The Xeon are just pumping out new mobile suits. The yeah, mobile suit from last week, that guy was really cool, because I like the way it jumps and extends its arms and like swings on the ceiling. Yeah, it looks it looks like the uh, the bear guys, which I, I think is like a build fighters thing mm-hmm. we'll get to, which are, they just look like that, but they have bear ears and eyes, like they're just big teddy bear Gundam. Oh, good. That, so that's the way yes. anime changes in the next 30 years. <laughs> yes. The mechs are the same, but they're, like, got more animal designs. Well, I think the idea I mean, I think the idea is that it's supposed to be an guy and, like, someone customized theirs to look like a bear, and then it become popular because it's adorable. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But the big the big row is, is uh, good because it's, like, it's just a ship. Like, it's technically a mobile suit, but it doesn't have legs. 
Yeah, no. This is a spaceship. If it's in space, you don't need legs. Yeah. Yep. We will hit. The, we're drifting into the area where Gundam just don't need legs, and it's weird. I kind of like the like monstrousness of like unhuman Gundam, because uh, it, it definitely is alarming when that thing is rushing you. It's just weird. Yeah, it's strange. But no, they they fuck it up real quickly. Yeah, no, of course they do. It must suck to be in Xeon right now developing mobiles. It's like, God damn it, another one dead. Uh, please look at your Slack. Okay, I'm looking at my... Oh, the bear! Look at the bear! Yeah, <laughs> it is It is from Gunpla Build Fighters. So yeah, that is meant to be ridiculous in the con... I don't know what context it appears in the show, but it's very adorable. I thought you meant like had barriers, not was literally a bear. No, no, no. Yeah, it's literally a big teddy bear Gundam. That could just be a Digimon. Yeah, it's pretty cute. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for hooking yep. me up. Yeah, no, get that on cast. There you go. You can. It's Jackson's reaction to the bear guy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's that episode. Space is good. Sailor's an idiot. Shah's a little bit less, but still an idiot because they're both idiots now. Also, wasn't isn't the whole thing that the mobile suits have a hard time moving in space? Wasn't that like they just shoot Kai out in the gun cannon and he's fine? I don't remember. I thought that mobile suits had a hard time moving in the air, but the space yeah, was fine. Yeah, uh, you know what? You're probably right. But then why do why do the why do the uh, doms need to be turned into Rick doms? Uh, that's just because uh, they wanted better missiles because they're oh, okay. up against the white base. Fair enough. Rick the, doms. The gun cannon has been out in space before. It's been fine. Okay, it's been a while. I yeah, fair enough. I I believe you. That time, Amore made them like attack by using the sun. Oh, right. Yeah. It was a long time ago. I know. It's been weeks, months. Yeah, yeah I know. But yeah, uh, the thing we mentioned last uh, half of this episode was if they get if they can defeat Solomon Base, it'll cut off the supply lines to Xeon, and Xeon will have to come to the bargaining table and negotiate a ceasefire. That is what uh, General Revel says. It must be true. I can't see anything that could go wrong here. Yeah, no, it's not like we have, like, multiple, like, a dozen shows in UC to go. No, we don't have that at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. We're a long way from Amro trying to figure out his robot against some Zaku. Oh, and we're only one season in. How far does Gundam go? I mean, it just goes by resetting every year, I guess. Yeah, of course, yeah. They stopped this after about four years. Gundam Wing. G Gundam. Turn A. Yeah. For some reason, I always think that's about racing. I know it's not. I'm sure it's not. But what if it was about Gundams that were racing? The possibility for Gundam expands so much when you take away the has to be about war situation. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I no, want fair. those other Gundam series. Oh, uh, yeah. The one where it's just about like hot rodding your Gundams and like racing around the universe. Yeah. I would watch that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. If you if you are an expert on mecha anime and you know an anime that's about people who just don't fight with their mechs, they just race them, please let me know, because I'll watch it, even if it's not Gundam. <laughs> I tried to watch the basketball mech anime, and it fucking sucked. Wait, there's a basketball mech anime? There's an anime where they play basketball, but they're in mechs, and it's terrible. Oh, that's a shame. I know! You just went on that journey with me. I did what, it over the course of episodes. What is the What is the impetus for getting in a mech to play basketball? Because it's cool! <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's fucking cool. Is That's... it in space or is it on Earth? It is on Earth, but there. I think the thing with that is that like the moon is where all the rich people live. Oh, okay. And so Earth sucks and he wants to move to the moon. I don't know. 
I think I remember something like that. I don't know. It's really bad. It's got some of the worst, most uh, egregious, like, horny, titty stuff in anime. Uh, like, obviously, there's a lot of that, but it's on the high end of the scale. It's bad. Right. Shonen shows. We're clearly done. So yeah, thanks, everybody. <laughs> you want to say goodbye to the people, Jackson? Goodbye to the people. <laughs> Why are you being a <laughs> Look. I'm too can play this game. You you are being You're so You're the nice. host. You're not allowed to play that game. I'm allowed to play that game because I'm not hosting. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> this has been The Great Gundam Project. We will be back next week with more episodes of Gundam. This is the loose podcast where we snipe at each other. I hope you've enjoyed. Come join the Discord. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Tell your friends. Goodbye. うちの彼方に輝く星はアムロお前の生まれたふるさとだ覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ振り向くな宇宙の果てに煌めく星はアムロお前が捨てた故郷だ忘れはしない少年の日の誓いを青春をかけ守り抜けこの幸せをアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は寂しさ隠すもの隠すものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に